just to launch this conversation. This is our playground. They have spontaneous conversations. They don't plan this. I mean, there's actually something sort of spiritual about that. What's he do? He's a human being. <laughs> yeah, I'm a sexist feminist. We should be friends. <laughs> go, 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 go. What's up, y'all? We are already partying down, yeah. and we just opened this show. You know what I'm saying? We haven't even made it to the break yet. <laughs> we're laughing. We're singing. We're being serenaded. It's very exciting. We had a little acoustic guitar going on mm-hmm. by the great gift of our guest tonight, who we'll introduce soon. And yeah, we are here coming to you live from the talkradio.nyc studios on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. My name's Rob K. Welcome to the Rob and Callie Show. This is my friend and sister from another Mr. Callie Alpert. Hey, everybody. Welcome. And welcome to our two lovely new interns. That's right. Kerrigan and Kennedy. And Do I have your names right tonight, ladies? Okay, good. That's right. And they're working on their show, The Kerrigan and Kennedy Show, which will <laughs> probably debut, debut it's gonna, soon. It's going to boot us off the air yeah, in five minutes. Yeah, I don't know if we'll be here much longer. They're pretty cute. <laughs> yeah, but they're, uh, very, they're very lovely. Anyway, they're working on, on the show. Maybe they'll learn something from us tonight about what not to do in radio. And then they'll be like, wait, now we know how to do radio. We watch an hour of their show. So, uh, yeah, welcome, everybody. If you're watching on Facebook live stream, thank you so much for being here. Yes. If you're listening on talkradio.myc around the world welcome Callie Alpert what's going on um I don't know I'm a little too excited just to get to our guest I don't even have anything really fascinating to say quite yet yeah I'll work on it though everything's good yeah it's hot it's a scorcher in New York City yeah. we could talk about the weather but you know it is what it is yeah it's I've summer. been schwitzing all day trying to hydrate Good. That's very good to stay hydrated. Yes, hydration is an imperative. It's very important. Yes, it's my middle name. So with that, let's just introduce our guest. I'm so psyched. Yes, There's awesome. an old friend of mine is on the show tonight. Comic actor and writer Dion Flynn is best known as Barack Obama on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon and has over 60 appearances as 14 different characters on both The Tonight Show and Late Night with Jimmy Fallon. No pressure. Not at all. He was the token straight black cast member on season one of the Big Gay Sketch Show with Kate McKinnon. And he's cited by Oprah Magazine as one of our favorite creative thinkers. I agree with that. Dion leads workshops in mental agility via improvisation with Fortune 500 clients all over the world. He holds an MFA in acting from NYU. And he has a current show, a current solo show, which I've seen, which is awesome. I want to go see it. And uh, a soon-to-be book, which is titled The Only Brown Kid in the Trailer Park. And Dion wants to thank his beautiful genius wife, Amy, and their beloved son, Miles. Yes, welcome, so welcome to the Dion. show, Mr. Flynn. Wow. Well, I want to yeah. meet, meet that guy. I know, right? He's, he's going to be at the studio soon. So oh, just hang great. out. You'll meet him. Yeah, yeah welcome. Is this early for you, 8 p.m. for a comic? Are you like, did you just wake up? No. Well, you know what? That's funny. Uh, we're in a lot of trouble at home uh, about our sleeping patterns. I, you know, I speak, uh, I speak of myself in like the, the, the royal we. I'm in trouble because my wife thinks I stay up too late. Ah. Yeah. So this is not, you know, I like, you know, the TV. I like, you know, television. Some of the television I've been involved with. You know, shoots during the daytime, mm-hmm. and the Tonight Show, of course, shoots at four o'clock. It used to shoot, shoot at four o'clock, and now five o'clock. I love it. You get down there, you get the show done, you're done, you get to go home, you know, and you and, and then it goes out, you know, and it, it spreads out that way. Yeah. So yeah, uh, you know, I, I like I like I like the nighttime, but also I've lived really on the straight and narrow for the last like two decades or so. So I get out at night, out at night. Like past midnight or something, which is a rarity for me. And the world is very different. That used to be my time. That yeah. was my time. Right. Yeah, you know? especially when you're right. in your world. And when I was partying. Yeah. You know, but now I'm all sober, I'm older, and I see people differently. You're a dad. I'm a dad. I got I got precious, you know, things at home that <laughs> need me alive. to be alive. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 no, what I'm saying is I think this imagery of like there's people running, there's a new world of people that come out after midnight. And I used to be them, I guess, and now I'm amongst the living or, you know, I know that sounds really bad. Like I'm totally dissing anybody who goes out past midnight, but there is a feel that you get at like 1230, <laughs> one, mm-hmm. it just starts to feel yeah. strange mm-hmm. and the people are a little bit more, it could just be me. 
Yeah, the freaks come out at yeah. night. Isn't that that's, what they say? You know what I'm Isn't saying? That's what they always say. That's right. I love that song. It almost sounds like the Boca Raton freaks sort of early bird special night. is what you're describing now. So wait, you know? say more about that. That's like a Jewish retirement joke. Yeah. Right. Jokester, yeah. <laughs> you're the jokester. No, no, no. But I'm just trying to get into the world of it, right? Yeah. Right. So like, and people go out in their socks with sandals. Wait, wait. Is that uncool? Like, Rob got socks with sandals. That's something that a young guy shouldn't do. Or is that what you're saying to me? I'm, sa- I'm saying that I think it's practical. Can we just double down on the socks and sandals? Yeah. yeah. I feel like it's like it keeps sand out, um, makes your feet hot. I guess that part's not very practical, <laughs> you know, keeping your feet hot. But you're, you're styling and profiling in the summer sun. You know, That's you're right. walking down the street. People are like, yo, check <laughs> him out. He looks like he's 80 years old. Yeah, it's true. And you know what? My wife calls me the old, you know, the old man. She thinks I'm, you know, in, in spirit, like 80 something. Uh, and I'm not. But I like things quiet. I grew up in a quiet environment. My mom was often heavily sort of medicated and you know it wasn't the greatest in 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 certain ways but the trailer that i grew up in was absolutely dead silent like a morgue Mm -hmm. and i honestly think that's where i got in touch with some of these inner voices and stuff you know Mm -hmm. the inner voices that you want to hear or the ones you don't want to hear i don't distinguish (laughs) (laughs) there's ones i don't want to hear but i give them voice anyway because they have interesting things to Mm -hmm. say you know that's true that's true everyone's welcome to the party in dion's (laughs) mind that's right you are you definitely are i remember looking at the i sat in, in front of a mirror this was probably 15 years ago and i and i and i was sort of conjuring a character i said okay old black man inside me you know wise old dude uh come out and start talking you know tell me what you have to say you know and i started you know i started to like formulate it was like a combination between uh like a little bit of morgan freeman but it was also a little bit of uh shelby foot the guy that narrated that ken boyne's uh civil war (laughs) civil war documentary and so that's my character now carlton clark that i do and uh, Carlton is about 175 years old, <laughs> and he don't. He just said, I, "I don't. I didn't do nothing special." Everybody wants to know how you live so long. They always ask me, "They go, how you living so long?" And I, I just didn't die. <laughs> That's basically part of it. So, Carlton, yeah. what would you say to yeah. old men that wear sandals with socks? Oh, man, that's how I roll. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got to protect your feet as you get older. Uh, you got to, you know, you got to, you got to watch out. What, what, what a lot of old fellas like to do, and people think it's an accident, is a lot of old fellas like to grow long toenails, like a, like, mm. like tree bark, that they're looking like tree bark. That's, that's by design. <laughs> that's so you know not to attack the, the old man, because he'll come at you with them, them claws. All right. You oh, know I what I mean? All right. It's also a sign of wisdom. <laughs> you, know? you can count the rings on the guy's toenail, and then you know how old he is. Right. Yeah. All right. So it's a good thing you're not bad barefoot right now no 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 yeah. not now no right. i got my shoes on but i got my shoes on rob in more ways than one that's i got right. my shoes on metaphorically too that's right <laughs> which means what uh it means that you know i'm i'm ready for anything you know what i mean like in my backpack over there i have uh, a bible but i also have a gun <laughs> you know what I mean? You never know. You never know what's going to come at you. You know, and you got to be ready. You sound very prepared. I'd like to go camping with you. Oh, you would like it. I, I, I always bring. There's one thing you always got to bring on uh, when you go camping, and a lot of people think it's bear spray or a horn to keep the bears away. No. I, I always I always take a bear mask with me, <laughs> you know, and then uh, then the bears just think you're one of them, and then they go to attack you. Whatever you just gets to, you start suckling or whatever you got to do <laughs> just to make everybody comfortable. To bond. <laughs> you know, it's funny as Dion. I just want to tell you, we went to the Catskills a couple of weeks ago just for vacation. We had a house out there for you know for a week, and uh, not our house, but just you know rented a house. And we were going down the street on Saturday night, July the 1st, and we were going to, my wife and son and I, son fell asleep a little bit in the back, and we were, and anyway, long story short, we saw two bears galump mm-hmm. across the street, mm-hmm. two black bears. And then here's what happened that was very interesting. The bears made their way across the, the street, and we were, it was blown away, and they were huge. The first one was big, and the second one was like 33% bigger. As if like somebody had copied him and like put <laughs> increased by thirty three percent size because they were exactly the same but one was larger. 
and we and we've got past them a little bit. We're freaked out a little bit. The bears are close. I mean, it's not like a nature safari where it's like you know, there's people telling you what mm-hmm. not to do. They're, this is life, mm-hmm. and the bears were near. And then coming down the 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 highway towards us is this guy, this Hasidic man. Of course, uh, Orthodox Jewish. Because there's guy. always like bears and a Jew, like right there. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, absolutely, it's, it's the Catskills. Okay. Well, it, yeah, it's the Catskills, right? So right. he's, you know, he's walking down the street. He's having, <laughs> and this is no line. He's got his fur hat on because he was on his. Because uh, it's his, so cold outside. But right. he was on his. He was taking his constitutional walk. Mm-hmm. So we pull over to, to tell. He's like, I, I saw. You know, he saw the bear. This is all within seconds of the bears crossing. So he runs. To the other side, he goes, don't worry, I, I don't need a ride, I, I live just in my colony, your bungalow colony, whatever, is right over here. He starts running, I've never seen an Orthodox, you know, an Orthodox Jewish guy with the, the, the payas and the, and the gabardine coat and the fur hat. He starts running, and then we go a little bit further, and there's these three young Orthodox guys all walking together. We pass them, and I say to my wife, go, get out, and... Uh, Get out and, and, and just warn them. Let them know they're walking right towards where two bears just were. And and I said, I can't get out. I said, I'm a black man. My wife is, is, is my wife looks Hasidic, but she's 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 uh, Jewish and, and Irish. And uh, she's not Jewish. Well, she's Italian and Irish. I'm getting confused with my <laughs> own story. I'm so excited. I mean, I got I adrenaline know. coursing through my veins. I was in fight or flight. I, I'm recalling it all right now. <laughs> I said, you get out and, and you go because they won't be afraid of you. Right. And I don't want to be afraid of me. I don't want to, you know. So she gets out and she starts jogging towards them because they're walking away now. They're behind us and they're going towards the bears. And 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 she's getting there. She's attention. like, oi, oi. She's, oi. you know, she's basically trying to get doing everything she can. And they're not looking, not looking. And they're getting closer to the bears. And I start, I just throw it in reverse. I start honking. And then they turn around. And what they see, I didn't realize this. You know, you don't put all this together in the moment. You're just trying to save lives. <laughs> trying to save lives at this point. Protect your children. Protect, you know. It's, it takes a village. And so, anyway, what they see as soon as they turn around is a woman running frantically away from a car yeah. that looks like it's trying to run her down. And then they start running <laughs> towards the bear. Mm-hmm. Towards the bears. So... Hopefully the honking saved us, and um, I know it was a very long story just to tell you that I saved some lives. Someone saved a life tonight. See? <laughs> Sugar bear. <laughs> ah! wow. Dude, you nice should do improv. Yeah, really. like, you would be <laughs> so yeah. great yeah. at do you doing think improv. So? I hear it's just like yes anding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah is that what and? Yeah, and, right? You exactly. Add That's all it exactly. is. Exactly. Well, they so, say with the bear thing that you're supposed to act Big and at least on the East Coast, right. not the not the Grizzlies, but the local like brown and black bears. I did. I acted big. I, I lied big. to him about how much I made each year. So we're definitely not going to have to worry about being short of laughs tonight. We're we're coming up on our first break again. Dion Flynn, actor, comedian, writer, Tonight Show regular. Barack Obama yeah, performer. Right. Maybe right. we'll get a little of the president yeah, when we come back know, from break. Make sure you come back. Come back from break and maybe you'll get the, uh, <laughs> some Barack. Exactly. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> And yeah, we're just sharing, we're talking, we're hanging out, we're bonding, we're laughing our asses off. It's so great. And this is the Robin Callie Show. Welcome everybody who just joined us live tonight. Our guest is Dion Flynn, who is one funny dude, if you haven't heard already. Hey, hey and, there everybody. Hey, who's that? Uh, that was like just some generalized sort of like southern voice. Every once in a while you just do that. You know what I mean? So like how's everything going in the south as far as like what everybody thinks politically with the, the climate going on in the country? Oh my god, you know, uh, you know everything is... Uh, Everything. First, I'm trying to get here on the face on the Facebooks. You know, right. I'm trying to share this thing live. You know, right. I ain't the greatest with these gadgets here. Okay. Now, I think I shared. Look, I went like that there. So you do that, and you share posts now. Right. There but you I, go. I'm not getting any confirmation. Nobody's saying to me, "Oh, you know, you shared it right." You know, it looks like it's shared. I think you're all right. All I knew, right. I know technology is new. Yeah. But you're doing a great job. I'm doing the best I can. It's always fun. Like I, I like to just put on a different voice and then see what that tells me about things. You know, like because it informs you inside, right? You know, you know, like you know, if you do, you know, if you sort of put on some kind of you know accent or whatever it is, you know, your 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 your, your posture changes instantly. You know, that kind of thing. Exactly. Uh, you become sort of a different person. 
You, you, you know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. Because you, you understand where I'm I coming from. Absolutely. I don't understand your accent, but yes, I understand. Really, really. I know. That's what they used to call me. They used to call me butter teeth. <laughs> no one could understand what I was saying. You know? It's all sort of marble mouth or whatever it is. Sometimes it's just like fun to pronounce things differently. And uh, anyway, so yeah. So Dion's on the show tonight. Dion is an old friend of mine. We've known each other a while. Uh, we were talking before the show. When I first met Dion, we sang Father and Son together. That's right. We were singing. I think it was like karaoke or something. And and Dion needed to figure out the chords and right. he did it. And it we was, did a great it job. Was, I remember exactly what it was. It was for a small meditation group. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. It was that meditation uh, practice group, and we were they were doing a little get together, and we sa- and we sang. That's right. And I'm like, I want to sing Father and Son. Son, do you know the chords? And you're like, Wait, I'll just figure it out right, right. now. You figured out the right. chords, and we sang it. It was fantastic. And who it was, was the he- father and who was the son in this scenario? We're still question. trying to figure that out. It's like a running question. Right. Uh, well, let's just look at it genetically. <laughs> As you can tell, we, we definitely look like we definitely we're related. Like but that. racially, definitely. just like, I don't know what you know about hybridization and like those recessive traits and all, but who would be more likely to have the child of of which color? Would he be more likely to have a child this brown? Oh gosh, I gotta test I, my my memory. Go ahead, sorry, I didn't mean to your memory. You no, 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 your memory. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get, keep, keep talking, I'm trying to get back into my old science classes. Go ahead. Right, right. You remember with the, and they were like, and we take these, what were the yeah, flowers the, they always yeah. used? It was like, there was a certain kind of flower they would always use it as an example. Um, now you're taking me back. It started with an H, I what started with? Hibiscus? Yeah, you know, and then and then somebody, what was yeah, his name? Like somebody, I don't know, it doesn't matter. Alright, so. Moving on. Anyway, so we've known each other a while, and yes. one of the reasons why I wanted to have Dean on the show, one, he's just such a great soul. He's such a bright light and great guy to be around. Oh, I appreciate that. Besides the laughs, I mean, he can go deep and, and is really a great philosopher, life coach, teacher, all good stuff. But Dion did a post a while ago on Facebook right. where he talked about the 44 steps to his success. And I read them, and it really showed that a lot of success is not overnight success like we think. Most isn't. And yeah. it broke down exactly what happened to Dion going from being in the Army to years later being on The Tonight Show as a regular. So one of the reasons why I wanted to have him on the show is to talk about that journey that he had, the behind the scenes to his success. Does anybody have that or access to that, like right in front of us? I the, can pull it up for you, sure. It should, 44 steps, yeah. Dion Flynn, it should come up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'll get it. I was looking at it the other day. So, so, like, so yeah. let's start where it started. So you're in the trailer park. There you are. Right. And I'm not trying to, I don't want to give you, I'm not going to give you any dead air. I will definitely vamp and keep this thing it's, alive. Dude, it's all right. No, but no, I want to no, start no, with no, this. We'll meditate no, a little. The reason, the reason is, the reason I wanted this to be called up is because, what did I call it? I called it 44 Simple Steps, right? And I, and I said, people ask me, how does one get on Late Night with Jimmy Fallon? Or how did you end up as a 44th President Barack Obama on Late Night with Jimmy Fallon? And uh, I'm just going to enlarge this a little bit. For my eyes, my eyes are getting just a little older. You want to, a macular degeneration, I think they call it. Uh, your eyes start to shrink up. Yeah, um, I'll scroll. You want me to scroll it down a little bit? That's that's good right there. Okay. People ask me, right, boom, boom, boom. And I have boiled it down to an easily replicable process which contains 44 simple steps. Now, I'm not really saying that there's 44 simple steps. Right. You know that, right? Right. Yeah. You didn't copyright it. It's not branding you're doing. Like, no, Dion's 44 simple steps. Right? That's exactly right. right. Sort of, right? Uh, 100%. Okay. And, and moreover, I'm saying... It's all so individualized. Like right. when you really break, look at your life. You have this one person you meet, and they introduce you to this person, and yeah. there's no way you could break it down and ever replicate it. So I called it easily replicable process, and that's a joke. You know, that's me joking. Right? So, <laughs> did yeah. you set out though when you were a kid? Did right. you have your eye, and when things weren't because yes. when you kind of came from the school of hard knocks when you were younger, is that a fair thing to say? Yeah, you like, know. Did you aspire to you know fame and fortune? And do, do you ever watch uh, America's Got Talent or mm-hmm. any of these? Like, you know, I love those shows. I love the clips, right? Yeah. I don't watch the whole shows because I just I can't focus on the show for that long. Right. But I'll take a clip at my at my leisure, like a king. I feel like a king when I'm on YouTube. I'm like, give me that one. I want to see that song now. <laughs> I don't want to watch the whole soul. show. Yeah. And in each one of those little vignettes. 
people get up and they start to t- now sometimes it becomes a little bit of a competition of who has the hardest story mm-hmm. sometimes you know what I mean that's what the yeah. producing is all about behind the scenes yeah it's that, really that bothers me though because so when you say did you come from the whole school of hard knocks and is that fair to say I don't know I don't know if I would say that I, that's one thing that puzzles me Originally, my solo show was going to be called um, uh, what? Hundred, you know, six different ways to tell the same story. Mm. Because I feel mm. like you, on any given day, mm. you feel like your story is very hard and very difficult, or even your current life situation, mm-hmm. very hard from a certain point of view. You haven't been in contact with anybody today. You're still isolated or whatever. You're feeling sad. I, I say don't make any. I always tell people don't make any judgments about your life until you've walked at least three blocks in the sunshine. Because mm. you got to get, you know. And then you're mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. all right, okay, that's right. It, that, no one was coming to murder me. Mm-hmm. It was just uh, I just woke up in a, a bad mood. Yeah, just Although a little paranoia to start the day. But right. but, exactly. but right. conversely, yeah. I do think that we all have to validate, you know, our experiences too. And it's hard, you know, because I I remember an, um, a friend of mine many many years ago when I was going through what felt like a hard time for me, and then I undermined it by saying but it's not a b and c and all the bigger grander problems that i knew were going on with other people and she said but you know to that point you still have to validate your own existence and your own story in the moment you don't want to lose sleep over it forever ideally right but you have to give it you have to kind of take ownership of it and really allow it to feel the way it's going to feel before you can move through it right yes and that's something that it's like the minute I start talking about how anybody else should be doing it, yeah. it's tricky waters, you know, because so for me, I've just tried to focus on my story. Yes, there were times when it seems like my story is very weird and difficult, but humor is what I've always used and to get through things. You know, I was the only brown kid in my trailer park and I had two white parents and I had no information about why we were different colors and they didn't give me any information. And they go, you know, just like basically go. Now go deal with the kids in the neighborhood and go explain it. Mm. And that's what that's what the start of it was. How did that happen mathematically? Or Exa- exactly. Well, and I'm, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not telling you because I want you to just for a minute okay, I'm sit go with you. in okay. that questioning. Okay. Because that very questioning is how I started out, which was like, what? How is this? Why? And then I, you know, go to my mom and say, are you my real mother? She pull up her shirt, show me her stretch marks and say, you see these? You did this to me. Mm. So I was like, okay, okay, good. Check. So that's my real, check, that's my real mother. And then I go to my, my father and I'd say, are you my real father? He'd say, yes. And I was so puzzled. And the kids are like, kid, there's a kid in the neighborhood. I won't name him, but he was the, he, I looked up to him. He's a few years older than me. He's kind of a bully, but I just, I, I liked him. And he would say, you know, in that Maryland accent, you know, Dan Aaron, Maryland, he'd be like, he, you better go in there and find out. You better go in there and find out who your parents are. You're adopted. I was like, I'm not adopted. What are you talking about? He's like, what are you talking about? Of course you're, of course you're adopted. <laughs> he can like barely contain himself. And, and so I'm going in and I'm confronting my parents. Well, here's what it was. Okay, I'll let you out of the... What, to whatever degree you still care about this story, which is getting very long, and I'm bored of no, it already. No, no, we no, care. Man. We care. Um, it was my birth mother, and she had had me with a guy of color from years past, right? And she didn't really want to go into that part of her life. She was now remarried to a white man, and that guy adopted me officially, right? That was my father, right? And so he was talking, when he said, yes, I'm your father, he was talking about paperwork. And when she said, yes, I'm your real mother, it's because she had given birth to me. So they just didn't want to get into it. You know, you got sections of your life you don't want to really rehash, you know? Right. And the kid is asking. Kids are great that way. They, they just, like, my son pushing him around the stroll. He's four and a half now. But when, you know, when he's two or whatever, he hipped me to the fact that I often talk to myself when I'm walking down the street because he would ask me who I was talking to. <laughs> <laughs> and Dean's like one of the many one voices, of the voices in my head. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, so, you know. So I laid this out because I thought it was interesting. People really were asking me, like, what was the journey, you know, from only brown kid in the trailer park to the fake president on television. And you had mentioned um, just now that, you know, was there any idea that maybe I wanted to be in show business? Yeah. Or stuff did like you know that? you were funny? I mean, how when did you start identifying with humor? Um, when I think a couple different moments. One, Bugs Bunny. 
I really loved Bugs Bunny. Mm. Step right now, step right up, you're doing fine. I'll pull your beard, you pull mine. Yank it again like you did before. Break it up with a tug of war. Into the broken fish for the trout. Dive right in and splash about. Uh, the whole thing. I know the whole thing. <laughs> and I could go on. Flashback, I just got Do you remember flashback. that? Yes, I do. With the I hillbilly brothers. Yes. And he was like doing the square dance. Mm-hmm. Places all about of your corner. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I used to set up my mother's uh, three sectional trifolding pattern cutting thing. She would cut patterns out on it. It was like a little pin pin you know, pin board that she would, and I would set it up like a partition in a semicircle around the television and throw one of her handmade afghans over top of that and make a little movie theater for myself. So I'd sit in my own little world and watch cartoons. And, and then I began to imagine that here was the, here was the sad, lonely part. I would imagine that when you turn, that, that nobody was doing anything on any of the other channels until I turned to it. <laughs> and they would all, like a Truman show or something. They would all snap into place. Talk about like, but that's the child. You know, that's a yeah. child yeah. thinking that yeah. everything's about him. And yeah. So yeah, I'd be in that little morass, that little handmade movie theater. And I learned voices. And, I, and as I looked at the people on television, I said, wait a minute. These are grown people and they do things I like to do. They like to play other characters. They like to use voices. There's something for me, you know. Yeah, there's there's a place for me out there. Mm-hmm. So we have a couple minutes before we go to break. Now, when you were a kid, did you ever imagine that you'd ever end up on national television? Yes. Okay. I really, truly did. Okay. I, I, Positive visualization, people. I honestly, always saw it, yeah. and I was, and I would never badmouth celebrities that I, you know, because I just knew I was going to meet them someday, mm-hmm. and I just was like, this is, yeah. You, did you? Um, how'd you know? Was it something that you... It was my place. Yeah. Like, I, like I was just mentioning, you watch people that take that much time to get into character and put on a wig and be funny. And, and I was making recordings with my friends in the neighborhood. And, and when we come back, I'll tell you about meeting Jimmy Fallon when I was in college, undergrad. And he and I would, just the way I would do when I was 10 years old, he and I went out to make recordings in the woods while we were shooting this show we were on back in 1995. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's a great segue to break. That's a good tease. So keep listening and watching. You are with The Robin Kelly Show. Thanks a lot. Keep listening, y'all. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Robin Kelly Show. Tonight, our guest is Dion Flynn. And we were talking about Dion's story. He has this pretty incredible story about how he started out in life in one place and ended up on national television. And just, I think one of the things that we try and do with guests is really ground the show in this idea of self-growth stuff and law of attraction stuff and meditation classes where you haven't seen Jimmy Fallon in years and you go to this manifesting class and then you bump into him on the street or something like that. Yeah, that, so, one, that one really struck yeah, let, me. I love that story. Let's talk about this, how... I think what would be really great for the audience is to talk about when you were in your low and then you kind of started to see things going in the right direction and then how you used a lot of this self-growth stuff to sort of manifest the life that you wanted. Yeah, well, you know, you look at this, right? And you think, well, you know, and I, I got to make it into kind of a joke because it's so hard to to say I understand yeah. what happened. Do you know what I mean? Right. It really is. And I'm not yeah. being coy or ducky or weavy in any way. Um, you're just living when you're inside your life and you're not, you know, and you're just sort of going with whatever flow is, whether right. you're resisting it or trying to be inside of it. You know, it's it's only with um, uh, it's only looking backwards in the rearview mirror that you can really sort of have some sort of an understanding. That's right. right? And, but and, to really and it's so helpful at times to do something like this and take a little time to just look at all the wonderful things that have sort of tipped in your favor, mm. all the wonderful mm-hmm. coincidences, mm-hmm. and to take like a little inventory of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so with that in mind, there was, a, there was one moment that's really, that really stands out to me in terms of coincidence. And that is, where is it? Let's see. <clears throat> From my studies, I believe it was number 32. No, I'm not. <laughs> exactly. right. um, but it was it was like a, a little... We're, we're looking for those who can't see what we're doing here, or which is... There which it is. is there it people. is. We're looking at um, Dion's list of uh, 44 steps to success, right? 
44 steps to get you on late night yes. uh, television if you were in fact born as me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's as much as I'll commit right. to. Why? Because if right. it, again, you right. So if you're if you're not Dion Flynn, this probably won't work for you. But <laughs> well, you have your own version of the 44 yeah, yeah. steps but to there's, there's, success. Yes, well, there's things we can call from right. everyone's story. Exactly. But but let's let's really double down on that because it's important. Be born. The number one is be born looking like the child of a Kenyan and the Grinch. Right? <laughs> That's how I look. And that so ended funny. up years later yeah. serving me when I was mm-hmm. doing characters on Late Night with Jimmy Fallon. And somebody said, hey, I've done 12 or 13 characters already. And somebody said, hey, could you do the president? And so you just say yes and you give it a try. And it was the worst weekend of my life trying to come up with Barack Obama's voice. Um, Anyway, there's another story, but let me address what you've asked me. Yeah. And that is, so there's a bottom. The bottom was probably for me, you know, I picked up like sort of addictive behavior when I was early, when I was young, early on. Um, alcohol, drugs, these things. I had a long career, compulsive eating, right? These things. And those things really got bad. Um, so bad that I, you know, needed some kind of, I don't know, something had to happen. Mm-hmm. And, and, and those things were really going poorly and I got into graduate school in NYU in the graduate acting program Um, by the way after quitting high school joining the army getting my GED going to community college switching to a state university going to NYU and just when I started NYU um, I, I hit this bottom where I was using drugs at the same time that I was in this school where a thousand people had auditioned for 18 slots Mm. and I got one of the slots and I was not being careful with Mm. it you know I was being I was the 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 drugs were really running the show Mm. at that time so the head of the program Zelda Fitchandler the founder of Arena Stage she just passed away um she said to me we uh we 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 uh we noticed that you're why are you missing so much school she said why are you missing so much school i had missed a day and a half okay but this is a yeah yeah. there's 54 people in the whole school in all three years so they noticed right so i had always ducked and weaved and run through the raindrops i ran away from home nobody's telling me what to do i go where i want i'm on the streets i'm panhandling i'm doing magic out in california on the streets for people to try to get you know money for weed you know when i'm 17 nobody's gonna tell me what to do but they caught me because I really wanted to be in that acting school enough to sit there and listen. And, and she said, and, and, and I said, Zelda, I said, I think I have a drug and alcohol problem. And she said, uh, oh, and she relaxed in her seat and she said, oh, well, then we'll get you some help. What so a brave I, move for you to make where you caught yourself before you sabotaged it. You know, it's so funny because I want to, I want to shun that away. I want to tell you that. I can take no credit. I really can't. And that's not fake anything. Believe me, I love to brag about myself. I can do this. I can do that. What do you need? I can do it. This is just not one of those moments. It's not because it forced me. If there had been any other way other than letting go of those substances, I would have tried it. Mm -hmm. And I did try it. I tried everything. Please don't take it away. It's my thing. But it was time. And there it was. And I was, I was, I, 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 you know, I, something in me wanted to live. And it's right there at that moment where I can't take credit for the, for being the authoritative presence inside myself, where something kind of took over. Mm-hmm, it's it's something very bizarre. Bigger, yeah. So, so she said that. And I said, okay. So I started with, you know, whatever help I got. And I was sober. And I was, you know, sober since right after that, you know, May of 97, 20 years. And uh, I was doing some spiritual work with a spiritual teacher, and I was on 50th Street. And now I got to just briefly rewind and go back to Albany, where I went went to school, and I was in a television show in 1995. Fast forward to Zelda, that's 96, 97. 95, 94, I met Jimmy Fallon. We both auditioned for a local television show up at uh, up in the Alton Capital District. We both got in the cast, and we're both, you know doing sketches and comedy on this show called Loose Camera. And we became friends. He, you know, we had a lot in common. He's a funny guy. He liked to just make stuff up as lo- just like I did, right? Just voices and all this stuff. We would go out to the woods together. I still, until recently, had a cassette that we had made in the woods next to this river, just doing Bill Cosby and, and reading from these random novels that I brought in a bag. It was crazy times. Got um, to use all your camping skills that you talked about earlier. That's right. Carlton that's right. used some camping skills, right? That's right. Um, 
and 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 anyway, so so Jimmy and I forged a bond. Didn't see him. I went. He went away to California to be in the Groundlings from New York. I went away to NYU to grad acting school, and walking along Fiftieth Street. Now, now, mind you, all the time in Albany. Jimmy is saying to all of us on set, I'm going to be on Saturday Night Live. I'm going to be on Saturday Night Live. I'm going to be on Saturday Night Live. I'm going to be. He's like putting it into the world mm-hmm. and into yeah. in that manifesting kind yeah. of way. Yeah. And that's when we didn't even know. I'm assuming that a lot of us, and maybe you guys too, didn't even know what that language was, the law of attraction language that we know maybe now as yeah. older, <clears throat> more hopefully enlightened beings, right? Yeah, like, that to me is so organic when you just sort of know in your bones or you're so committed um, and not to digress, but it's like that story of Jim Carrey standing on Mulholland Drive with the $10 million check in his hand or yeah. whatever, fresh, you know, <clears throat> like fresh from Canada, wherever he had come from. I'm fascinated by these moments because these, to me, are those pivotal moments that really can redirect your life. But again, you're not conscious of it. You're just sort of being in your, in your energy, right? I mean, yeah. it's not like you're saying, I will now hereby manifest... Right. I mean, was he just committed? I think sometimes it's conscious. Mm. I think sometimes it's not. I mean, again, once I start talking about everybody's process for me and for what I witnessed with Jimmy is it was a conscious process. He just knew that's what he wanted. And there was like this light beam going from his third eye way back on the set in Albany to when he eventually got him. So I'm I'm doing, you know, I'm doing this step work (laughs) and I'm walking down the street. Um, and I, you know, and, and I, I come out from this, like I said, the spiritual teacher, and we're doing this sort of step by step incremental spiritual development work. And I'm, 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 I'm walking on 50th Street, and this guy has a guitar on his back. He's walking down the street, and <laughs> yeah, he yeah. says, he says, Dion. <laughs> and I was like, Jimmy. Now, r- remind you, I have never seen Jimmy Fallon in New York City ever before. He had gone out to the Groundlings in L.A. and did his time out there. He was on Almost Famous, his small part as the mm-hmm. manager. No, yeah, yeah. And then came back, right? So I'm walking. Oh, how you doing? Blah blah blah. Be da ba. And he still had makeup on his face. He had just come from his audition for Saturday Night Live. Right, right, right. I was reading the that. first person that he saw. Mm right after he comes out yeah and he has in his bag the seven spiritual laws of success oh yeah Chopra, mm-hmm. a book which he turned me on to in that moment and then i went i got the recorded version you know and i listened to it every day for years just listen 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 you know today i will judge nothing you know, that's what I remember him saying. You Shout know. out to Deepak. Shout out to Deepak. Man. He is the best. We were born on the same day, Deepak Chopra. And uh, I, maybe yeah. it has nothing to do with anything, but I am looking up here at the wall and I'm seeing the magical, mystical power of birthdays and destiny and relationships. Um, in the in the studio where we are right now, there are a number of books. Anyway, so that happened. It's all for show, but no, I'm oh, just it, kidding. It, I'm it? just kidding. So anyway, so... So, <laughs> so from there, you bump into Jimmy, right. and you still have these goals in mind. You still want to be a performer. You still want to be on TV. Right. So what happened from there? What happened from there was I finished graduate school, got out, started working right away, Shakespeare in the Park, stuff like that with Allison Janney and Taming of the Shrew and Liev Schreiber, you know, um, wow. what's he play now? Ray Donovan. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. He was Hamlet. So talented. Wow. He was Hamlet. Oh, that was dude. a great thing talented. to watch. Yeah. And so I'm there, and the director, <clears throat> Andre Serban. Now remember, now acting. I've been acting my whole, you know, whole life, and in, in plays, and in college, and in undergrad, and just play after play after play. And I'm really learning this craft, and always reliant on humor too to deal with my own feelings and whatever I find to be difficult, right? To my own detriment, some people would say. But you know what? Screw them, because I, I gotta, I gotta, you, I gotta. I can only deal with what I can deal with. Yeah, that's yeah, your toolbox. That's yeah, your absolutely. But as you're coming up, so because I'm interested in that point. So as you're coming up and you're dealing, you know, you have your own. Well, there's a moment. Yeah. There's a huge moment that yeah. I was getting to. I digressed. And thanks for getting me back on track. We were in this Hamlet production. And Andre Serban, the director, very famous theater director, he said he turned on the lights in the audience and had the cast confront the audience. In this very weird way. This is the year 2000. And so when Hamlet is uh, doing his little routine with the players and trying to confront the king, Andre Serban has directed us, so we're confronting the audience with what a play is and all that stuff. And when he lifted up the lights, when you're performing on stage, and I was performing for years, you always have lights in your eyes, and you can't really see the audience. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of just up there doing your little psychodrama, whatever you're doing at whatever level. 
trying to get your parents love, trying to get people to love you, and, and whatever you're doing up there in your little shuck and jive. And, right. and, and, you know, whether you're Daniel Day-Lewis, you're running around the woods for six months to become a Native American or whatever it is and how deep it goes and how dedicated you are to your craft. He turned those lights on, and suddenly I saw the audience. And when I saw the audience for the first time, which you know heretofore had just been glints of light off of eyeglasses, I had always told myself that my parents whom I had really always wanted their approval and love and and intimacy with them, but never really got. I had hypnotized myself into believing that all my stage performances were attended by my parents. When he turned Mm. on that light, I saw they weren't there Mm. in a very real-life psychodrama. And I stopped performing. I said, I I have a master's degree in trying to get my mother to love me. I have a master's degree in trying to get my mother to love me. And uh, it's not, there's no way I could keep going. Mm, so I love I, how you word that. Yeah. I, got, I got out of it. Yeah. yeah. Aren't we all, though, on some level? Like, um, you know, for example, maybe I talked about this to my shrink earlier today. Um, Possibly. Hypothetically. Yeah. I let's just did. say you did. All right. <clears throat> you know, but, um, you know, again, you're right. You can't speak to other people's stuff. But on some level, I mean, that's sort of bearing the lead. On some level, all of us are looking for to fill in those places where we didn't get fed. Right. And so, you know, I ask you now, full circle, with the, the wisdom that you have, how does that inform the kind of parent you are to your kids? Well, um, I go in and out of presence. That's really what it comes down to at this phase of my growth. I, was, I went to a, a meditation meeting before I came to this radio show. And when I was at home, I was racing and rushing. Go ahead, go ahead. I was racing and rushing. <laughs> one minute, minute. And I was racing through the moments with my son, mm. missing them, urging him along with the bath and all the stuff I had to prepare so that I could hurry up and go get my groundedness at the meeting so I could hurry up and get a good performance here and deliver to you guys. That's missing the point. Yeah. It's missing yeah. the point. Right. When you're yeah. hurrying to a meditation class, there's a, a little bit of a duality going on there, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that toggle... From the ability to be present with him, to give him my presence, that's the only thing I really struggle with now. Mm -hmm. Right. Because sometimes I'll still fall for the idea that I've got to hurry up and go do something else. Mm -hmm. And then immediately I get short-tempered with him and I don't have the patience that I would want to have. So love, I would say, is is really presence, to the best of my understanding. It's the ability to be here with somebody. Right. Yeah. Free of judgment. Free of distraction, free of other agendas outside this moment. And I can toggle in and out of that. Sometimes unconsciously, I'm pulled out of it. And sometimes consciously, I'll take a break. I'll go on the internet and I'll play online chess with some dude in India at 1 a.m. <laughs> right. But at least you recognize it. That's right. Right. And that's where the mindfulness is. It's, not, right. about, it's not about the um, uh, doing away with uh, maybe less productive behaviors yes it's about embracing them and noticing it right yes and, right. You and then making choices to do that yeah do we need to go to a break we're going to right. a break i got so wrapped up i didn't even look at our warning okay so when we come back we will have our oh my gosh this was the fastest almost hour of our lives right. we'll be right back with Dion flynn <laughs> welcome back to the Robin. Welcome back show. to the improvisers. <laughs> because I'm just always looking for a reason to sing and I pretend know. that I'm my own rock and roll fantasy. So oh, Dion really? Flynn, thank you so much You're for spurring that on. And well, oh, what's the guitar funny is being is I happen to have a guitar right here in my lap. Oh wow! Oh yeah, my god! Yeah. Look at that! Are we gonna do? A little <laughs> you wanna make up a song? Let's just make up yeah. a song. How sure, about that? Sure, sure, sure. Right? And I'll tell you Something the rest about of the your story. life lessons. Yeah, yeah. Give me the give me the give me the question. Your life Set lessons. Set me up with the questions. What um Carlton's gonna answer them though. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Carl what's Carl uh, what what's kept what wisdom has kept Carlton alive? No, no, no. Here's what we gotta do. Carlton is gonna answer for Dion's real answers. Because <laughs> if Carlton gives his answers, they're crazy. But D- Carlton can give you Dion's answers. Okay, okay. Can we do it that way? Okay, sure. Yeah. All right, it's all right. So, so okay. ask Carlton okay. about Dion's okay. life. All so, right. So Carlton, um what Yeah, is, what what's going think, on? What do you think is the greatest life lesson that Dion can share with you? 
Oh, I see what you're saying. You know what? You know what? Now that I rethink it, I think Carlton should give Carlton <laughs> answers. No, no, I really do because because Carlton wants okay. to give ridiculous answers. Here he goes. Here he goes. Ready? The best thing you can do for yourself is don't get shot. Don't get killed when you're standing in a parking lot. Don't get run over by a subway train. Don't get yourself cut. Don't get a bullet in the brain. If you stay alive, you can do anything. <laughs> Anything's possible if you don't die. So don't get hit in the eye with an old uh, ratted cord uh, full of electricity when you're in the bathtub. Because you'll get shocked and boiled. And you'll get feathered and oiled. And do what you can while you still alive. <laughs> <laughs> I would yes. say that that sort of that is that great. Kind of that was going to be the most um, existential questions I've ever been plagued with. There you go. Thank that you. that was going to be part of the more you know series right. on NBC, but <laughs> they right. were like, no, nah, it's a little it's too like far out there, Carlton. Weird. Yeah, it's yeah, a little weird, so Carlton. I don't know about that. Well, Dion's answers to that would would be, I, you know, again, be in, I, you know, for me, it's helped. I'll just put it this way: it's it's helped to set time aside each day mm-hmm. for contemplation. Mm-hmm religiously mm-hmm. even when the people i love are trying to suggest that i maybe shouldn't be doing that right then i must do that and in that space at about the 12 minute point of the 20 minute meditation i do in the morning at about 12 minutes 11 12 minutes i start to see life for what it is to me which is it's not a big threat it's not my mind and the way the mind can run around it's something else there's a there's a more placid place that without that buffer, I can't get in touch with. Mm-hmm. And right. with that buffer, I'm not thrown off for the rest of the right. day. So it's like by, creating right. space so that your stories aren't dictating. It, the, you're really seeing the reality from a, right from a more right. still and conscious place. That's exactly that it. That's exactly it. And that's why I hesitate so much to, to, to sign on too stridently for this, these stories that I'm telling being true. Because even if I've put it in a nice way and shown movement, I think movement is important in any story. Cause, but there it is. That's right. it right there. So I have, really a, qu- I have a question. For a second. You almost just undid your whole con- in that moment. I could see all the smoke coming out of your well, it's because we just right elected here. a new pope in my head. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. So I have a question for uh, President Obama. If he can explain how Dion found the voice of Barack Obama. Well, you know, uh, that's a great question, uh, Rob. Uh, you know, uh, the thing with uh, Barack Obama's voice is that it goes along like this here, and then it just falls. <laughs> it's kind of like I always like to call it like it's like a, it's like a bird that's flying south uh, for the winter and uh, he gets as far as Georgia and then he just dies. <laughs> you, know, you can say anything you want. You know, sometimes you can just uh, you use gibberish and say things like, you know, maybe the Republicans, they can just kiss my balls. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's like that. It's like, you know, a lot of people say my voice sounds like a, a combination. uh <laughs> Uh, a, com- a combination between uh, a creaky old door and uh, and a chicken, but 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 but, but I don't hear it. <laughs> have you met a forty fourth president? I never have, and let me tell you a story about that. That's when I found out how unimportant I actually was <laughs> when he came to the Tonight Show, and I wasn't even. I was imagining a picture moment. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in my yeah. costume. We we're yeah. in the hallway. We're like pointing to each other. I wasn't even invited to the show that day. Oh, yeah. Nobody was allowed to meet him. That's when you you, you get a wake up call because I'm making these live appearances as Obama, yeah. and people treat you differently when you're in the the suit. You know, I've got this little beard now and whatever, but when you're in the suit and you got the hair in the suit. You arrive, people, they, this is weird WWF kind of mentality where they really think you're the character, you, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I showed up on a live presentation one time and this woman said, she said, uh, oh, she goes, that's you. What, what are you going to do about immigration? <laughs> and I was like, uh, probably nothing really in my lifetime. I'm a comedian and a writer. But you're like, you mean in between auditions? Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Like, what will I do of substance in the real world? You know, to finish that idea of, you know, I never I never met him. I was embarrassed by that for a while, too. I was like, I should have met him, you know. But then again, ultimately. 
here, here's something that's interesting. By thinking about him and portraying him and, and going all over and making appearances as him, you start to think like the character. I'm not a Daniel Day Lewis, but I'm like you know, uh, you know, more like a Jerry Lewis. I'm like you know, I'm, I'm, I think about him. Yeah, yeah. And you get like an insight. Yeah. I had one insight which I think is is uh, kind of like a little CSI investigation that I arrived at, which is that his whole thing with healthcare, I think, has to do with his mother's death. I think that his mother died not getting proper health care. And I think it's just a little boy trying to make sure that never happens again. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, that's just my little yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. hypothesis yeah, about absolutely. what drives yeah, him. That makes too, total sense. And that drives all of us, and not to get into our, our current president, but you could say the same thing about him and the way, uh, and you know, what he's aspiring for um, with, you know, mom, daddy's love, too. You could oh, say that about how all, that, of, uh, all of us. It's just some people, you know, do it more publicly than others do. Right. You know? and, and that's exactly what I was saying when we were talking about being on stage during that Hamlet yeah. show, you yeah. know. So that's it. Yeah. And you try to stay awake and aware. And, um, you know, I, I take hot baths a lot and I just observe, like, what is the mind trying to do? Mm-hmm. What's it up to? It's, it'll tell you all kinds of things. And when you can really make that separation between what the mind is running and what being and presence really are, then you can go create. And then it's fun, you know. Yeah, yeah. you're more yeah. open, open vessel, as we like to say. That's right. So we're coming up on the end of the show. Tell people about your one-man show. Are you performing it soon? Are you working on it? Here's what I'd like it? to I'd love, thank you for that yeah, opportunity. Do we have any pull to get tickets? Nick, because I'm, you know, I'm, I actually just touched you. So. Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. Well, if you guys could touch me on either shoulder during the entire show, you guys can come for free. Because you give me juice, you know, you give me energy, support. Um, uh, I got an exciting show coming up July the 31st. At the People's Improv Theater at 8 p.m. We just found out about this today. We're going to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Josh Radner and I. Josh Radner from How I Met Your Mother and this upcoming show he's going to star on at CBS. Another he, talented actor. Yeah. Another great, great mm-hmm. creative guy. We do. An what, existentialist kind of do, too. Very right? much very so. Deep. So you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. you do know. Yeah. Very, very. That We bonded over, over mm-hmm. that. That's why our friendship has been 20 years long. Um, we do a show called Clanging which I can't explain here, but you can look it up. And it's at the People's Improv Theater. It'll be 8 p.m. July 31st. Get your tickets now. And um, it's going to be something special. I've seen the show that you guys do, and it's great. And it's something that... They, they, you guys created this. You and Josh created this, and it's a form of improv, and it's just so spontaneous and fun and great. It's a lot of laughs. We, we, and we text back and forth every single day with some of these clangs and stuff. It's total invention. I'm going yeah. to come. And, and let me just say Definitely. one last thing. Get, you know, just, if, get, I just love creating. Be in the moment mm-hmm. with the back and forth and the people and, and making it up and not worrying about it later and uh, well, let's edit it. what are we going to do with what we have and, oh forget all that let's just make it up mm-hmm. and keep going yes that's what I want to say yes and where can people find out more about you DionFlynn.com and you can follow me on all the social media DionFly that's where you can find me or DionFlynnOfficial DionFlynn.com DionFly and DionFlynnOfficial word because you're fly. You are fly, dude. Thank oh, can I you. promote one more thing? Yeah, sure. Inner light coaching. If you mm. need uh, inner light coaching, that's not for me. That's actually my wife. Innerlightcoaching.org. Shout out to the missus. Amy uh, Flynn, you can't get a better coach, a more compassionate witness for your process. Amy, innerlightcoaching.org. Great. A- a- inner light Great. Excellent. Thank you so Thank much you so for much being for on the show, Deanna. It's been so much fun. Fastest Thrill. hour of our lives. That's really high praise. It's yeah, true. Man. It's it went true. by quick. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. You're very welcome. So, so anything you want to say, Callie? I just want to say that I'm really happy to have a very full house here. We have an amazing, our next show coming up with a debut of a new host here at talkradio.nyc. We're all very excited about that. So stay tuned and thank you all for joining us. Thanks, everybody. Take care, y'all.